0: guest for you guys, Mr. Ruben Alvarez. How are you doing today?
1: Oh, I'm fantastic, and I appreciate you having me on here.
0: Awesome. Thank you for joining us today. So, Ruben, if you can please let our audience know who you are and what it is that you do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, it's funny, uh, I still see myself as the, the kid who came out of the trailer park home out of uh, Orange County, you know, like, that's, that's, I think, the the core person of who I am. And, and, uh, but, you know, right now, what I'm currently doing is, is a lot different than that. I think it's just important that we never let go of, you know, uh, the, the person who we really are, you know, our humble, our humble beginnings, and what it means to us now. Um, right now, I'm currently in marketing, branding, um, advertising, you know, just helping people create a legacy for themselves and portray themselves in the best way possible that, that they can do so. Um, but really it started from, it started from that, you know, it started from being someone who didn't have anything, who always wanted that, uh, they always had that idea of more and there had to be more out there and just by helping enough people, um, and knowing enough people that, you know, any dream is possible.
0: Awesome. Uh, definitely, any dream is possible. So, Ruben, my first question to you is: What started you on your journey to where you are today?
1: Oh, that's a that's a loaded question. <laughs> you know, because um, cause there's so many there's so many starting points. You know, there really are. Um, mm-hmm. In high school, I think the first thing that I noticed is. Um, that I was good at poetry, I was good at words, um, I was good at, uh, you know, conveying emotion. And um, one of my high school teachers really brought that out of me. And, um, you know, looking back, I never thought that that was a big part because I'm really good at, like, math and, and, you know, um, what is it, algebra and geometry and everything. But um, when I look back, I'm like, yeah, that stuff has helped me to, to become, like, a numbers guy and be able to understand. But I think it's really through the emotional connection with people that were really able to do a lot more than with just explaining to people figures and facts and numbers and statistics you know um mm-hmm. so I think that was that was probably one of the biggest starting points that I had um and then when the first thing that I did after high school was I went into culinary school um because I really like to express that creativity in other ways mm-hmm. um but I don't I don't know if you know anybody who's listening or people are the same way, but typically the first job or the first career that you get into is not really the one that you wanted. You you go into it for a different reason, you know? Um, right. So I, I quickly discovered that I do not like, um, I don't like working in the kitchen and I did not want to be a chef. Uh, what I really liked was I liked food and that was it. So I liked, I liked eating and good food, you know what I'm saying? I do. I really do. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so no, I had to I had to make a shift from there, and um, I decided that I wanted to get into an office job just because I knew that an office job was Monday through Friday stability, you know, climbing the corporate ladder, you know, the the stuff that they tell you the 401k, being able to retire at 65, all that stuff. I was like, that sounds better than working 60 to 80 hours a week in the kitchen to make a max cap of maybe 80 to 100 thousand a year, and that's it. You know unless I want to open a restaurant and I saw the reasons not to open a restaurant, so i just i wanted something different um and uh mm-hmm. when eventually I got to an office job, I started in uh customer support, which i didn't I didn't know what to do i mean especially it was it was a manufacturing job and it was electronical components and things that I had never heard of, no idea what I was doing uh but because I was able to communicate right because I was able to express emotion and properly communicate with other people. Um, I moved up to sales within three months. Not knowing anything about imagine, not knowing anything about the product or the industry or anything. I moved up to sales and um it made me realize at that moment that sales and money is all tied to how well you're able to communicate with other people the things that you want. And if they're not speaking the same language as you, change the language to be able to speak their language. So yeah, from there, I mean, from there, everything else has just been the last almost eight, nine years um, that since I started that position and um, I'm, you know, I started my own business in uh, marketing, uh, advertisement and brand. Um, and the reason that I went into that was because I realized that the same thing. I mean, you're, you're speaking to a mass audience at that point, right? Whereas before you're trying to sell one person something you know like whether it's business to business you're selling one business to one business or if you're selling you know business to consumer you're selling one product to one person at a time but when you went to marketing you're doing the same thing just on a higher frequency and you have to portray the right communication to a lot more people and to be able to have them understand like if you're saying like i'm a rock star right like how do you properly communicate that so that that way people understand that you're saying I'm a rock star and believe it.
0: Right. So there's a, there's one thing that you you've said consistently so far and it's changing, changing the words when you're talking to people, like changing how you talk to them. How important is it to Mm -hmm. know who
1: you're talking to, to be able
0: to change up the words?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's the interesting part about this, right? Like we have different languages, like English, Spanish, German, you know, like there's so many different languages, right? But it goes even farther Mm -hmm. than that, that that each individual person has their own language. And the reason is because everybody goes through their own thing, right? Like, like I didn't, Mm -hmm. I grew up without a father in my life, right? So I have that language embedded into me, but I'm also the kid who picked up chess, like within 10 minutes of of picking up a, a chessboard, right? Like, so every single one wow. of those things is embedded into me, right? And the mm-hmm. person that you're talking to in front of you, like my boss, he was Persian and he couldn't get along with anyone, right? And he was spitting uh salespeople out left and right. And somehow I was able to get along with him ninety percent better than everybody else. Like I still got chewed out and spit out, you know what I mean? But not every mm-hmm. day like everybody else. And it was because I understood that he wanted to feel heard, be right. And then when you gave him an idea to have him think it was his own idea, you know what I mean? Um, wow. So that, that's just his language of like, I'm an older person, I, I feel like I want respect and everybody's trying to come in here and tell me what to do instead of listening to me, right? Um, mm-hmm. So that, that's how I feel everybody's language is important is because nobody tries to stop and understand that everybody wants something in specific out of something. And they just say, mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to tell you. And then when they go, I don't understand, they go, let me tell you the exact same thing the exact same way that I just told you. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that's where there's, like, conflict and stuff like that because you're you're more about, like, what's my message and why am I trying to tell that? So that's, that's kind of how I'm saying, like, with, with um, mass marketing and branding, it's like most mm-hmm. people go, uh, and, and I saw this at my own job too, right? Like, one of the slogans was, like, we don't do this we do this right um wow. and i'm like that's cool um why why have you thought that, that that'll work you know and they're like oh because mm-hmm. we've used it forever and i'm like okay but if it's not like if it's not resonating with people and they don't believe it and they're not repeating it you know and it's not part of their own belief system like why are you still using it it's like oh because that's who we are we don't do this we do this and it's like okay You know, (laughs) Um, it it, it sounds really, it sounds silly. It sounds really funny. It really does. But that's, that's the way most people think when they're trying to put a message or when they're trying to talk to someone, they just go, okay, well, this is how it is. Like, and if you ask me the question right now, you're like, oh, I didn't get what that meant. Like, what did you mean? And I go, well, I meant this. And I say the exact same thing. You're just like, "Uh, cool. I I really have no interest in talking anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) I love that you just said that because I I made that mistake when I first started off in business. Like, no, this is yeah. what I do. Okay, so mm-hmm. so what did what do you do? Well, this is what I, I do. do. I don't do those things, but I do these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, when you, and when you become when you become more aware when it comes to business and marketing, you understand that yeah, no, that's not how you actually have a conversation with your customers. You actually no. listen to what your customers are telling you, so <laughs> you can understand that you're and you're one of the things that Antonio tells us is your customers will tell you how to sell them. They will tell you how to close them. You just have to listen to them. So telling them, no, we do this, we don't do that. And they're telling you, Hey, what is it again? They're telling you, I don't understand what you just said. I want to tell you how to close me, but you're not even open. You're not even open to receive that. So thank you for stretching that, for stretching that to Mm -hmm. our customers. Because to to our listeners, because I've heard that myself, and so you said that. That's why I had to laugh. I'm like, wow, that was me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's one of those things that you don't really understand. Um, but I I don't know. I think it's um, when you when you grow up, you have this thing that's like you're either trying to find friends because you don't have confidence, or you're just trying to find friends because you're trying to fit in. You know. And for me, it was that I was trying to fit in, and um, I was I was actually pretty short up until like ninth or tenth grade. I was only like four um, eleven, so I felt like I needed to try harder with people, right? And uh, it didn't matter who it was. Like I was not the best friends with everybody, but people knew me, and they never had an issue with me. And it's because of that same thing, right? I was able to speak those languages. So how it translated in business is um, I was able to work with with the boss, right? How we mentioned. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Have you ever had a, an opportunity to work with an engineer, like like a mechanical engineer or anything have, like that? Um, not a mechanical
0: engineer, but a and I don't want to get this wrong, but in, in a
1: technical an IT engineer, I've had the opportunity oh, okay. to work with an IT. Yeah, engineer. yeah, yeah. So 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 most of them um they they've done a ton of schooling, a ton of everything, right? Um mm-hmm. and I understand. Like I'm like, okay, yes, you you deserve a lot of respect, but sometimes they don't like being questioned, and that's an issue, right? Because they they actually do know a lot more than like me, but sometimes it's like it doesn't matter how much you know, but you have to still kind of keep an open an open head about things, right? So with my engineer, he was like that type of way. He was very like like it's my way. Like I know about engineering, I know about this. So I just found a way to be like, okay, cool. Like you know, I, I still respect you is there any, like any universe, any possibility ever that I could be right and I would joke around about it, you know, and he'd be like, you'd have to be really, really right. But if uh, if we go down this route and then he would just start betting with me, he'd be like, you're going to buy lunch for the next week. And I'm like, let's do it, you know? Um, so it, it got to the point where it's like, every, every single person just wants to be understood. And it's not about offending someone a lot of the times. It's just about like, how do you, how do you get to the core person of who they are so that that way a dialogue can start and everybody can go ahead? Because it doesn't it doesn't matter how good a business is. If you have two people who are closed-minded that can never work together, then you really don't have a business. You actually have, you have like two or three different businesses because there's you and then there's both of them.
0: Wow. Wow. <laughs> that in itself, that in itself is i've never thought of it like that it's not one business so how so how does how does a company with their with their marketing and their branding convey that message to their audience when
1: their each audience has a different language that they speak well for one you got to be able to know who the audience is right like um i think the the biggest mistake In marketing is we want to reach everyone right and it's like when you reach everyone that's a really big message you know Um, and nobody can do it if you really think about it I mean you look up
2: let's pretend for a moment that you're about to launch a campaign it tested well your entire team is happy everything is going according to plan except for that one thought in the back of your head how do I ensure the people I want to target will be in the mindset to receive my message well the answer is LinkedIn Because when you market on LinkedIn, your message reaches people who are ready to do business. And that means your advertising campaign will work as hard as it can as soon as you launch it. See over 60 million decision makers are on LinkedIn and they're thinking about their business. It's one of the many reasons more than 78% of B2B marketers rate LinkedIn as the most effective social media platform at helping their organization achieve specific objectives. Another great example is while I was on LinkedIn, I came across an article about uh, audio audio platforms and the race to build them. And not only build them, but be able to compensate the content creators. And that's something that I need to know because in my business, I need to know these things so I can help my clients market. I can direct them to the right path. I can keep them up to date and stay up to date myself when I'm educating people on marketing. LinkedIn can help you reach your short-term and long-term business goals. We offer tools for brand building and lead generation. Not only can you target and reach a professional audience down to their job title, company name, and location, but you can engage people you already know based on who's visited your site or who who you've contacted in the past. You can even customize your campaign based on the action you want your customers to take and objectives you want them to achieve. Doing business on LinkedIn the world's largest professional network can help you reach your marketing goals. Do business where business is done. Get a $100 advertising credit toward your first LinkedIn campaign. Visit linkedin.com slash A 2 Z. LinkedIn.com slash A 2 Z. Terms and conditions do apply.
1: Politics right now, I'm not gonna get really into it, but I'm just gonna say you look at politics, there's one side and there's another side and that's it. They don't cross, you know? Um, so mm-hmm. when you go like, I want to reach everybody, it's like, well, you have a big cross right there. You have to pick one side or the other. So it doesn't matter how good your product is. Like, it could be like, I have water and everybody needs water. And they're like, I prefer juice. Right? Like, you just can't do it. Mm-hmm. So it's important to pick your your, uh, your audience. And then once you have your audience, you really have to try to target, um, not target, I'm sorry. You have to really test the message that you have that you believe that you are and see how it resonates with maybe the first 100 people, right? And Mm -hmm. if it's, let's say there's a core message that you're gonna have, like, let's say you're like, okay, I'm a basketball player, right? And if the first 100 people go, oh, all you have to change in your message is basketball player, because we don't like them, that's your wrong audience right there. So you go back to audience, right? But if they go with little things like, okay, well, you're a basketball player, I don't believe it because I don't see a basketball in your ad, right? that's a great way mm-hmm. to change your message it really just comes down to those two things if you're going after the right people and then are you missing little things um once you once you start it takes a lot of trial and error but that shouldn't discourage anyone because that's just part of it um it's almost like you start to play a piano right um mm-hmm. the first few keys that you hit you're gonna mess up on like there's no way around that yeah. so with with marketing and branding um i think that. It, well, what I've seen, I, I really see this in a lot of people, um, they start they start building a brand, they start building an image, they they start a campaign, something, right? Um, publishing, article writing, a blog. They They give it like five tries, and then they say it doesn't work. And then somebody else <laughs> approaches them and they go, no, we've tried this and it doesn't work. And the best thing to say at that point is like, okay, well, if you tried building a car, you know never never having an experience. You try building a car and it fails because you didn't get it done in five hours and then you start telling the world that cars don't work, you're gonna look you're gonna look a little insane. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I when it comes to branding and marketing, what what are the, the Biggest thing that I, I have learned is if you don't know who your audience is, you might as well not even bother marketing because you will be throwing away money. Like you said, a lot of people want to, they want to target everybody, and that's the worst mm. thing possible. So thank you so much for bringing that to the awareness of our audience because everyone wants to save the world, but it's like not everyone in the world wants to be saved, so you have to exactly. find ones who actually want to be saved. Exactly. And talk to them. <laughs> so there, there are two things that you have said that I just absolutely have to ask you to break down. The first one is: sales will bring you money, but brand will bring you
1: legacy. Can
0: you please break that down for our audience?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, this one, this one, I've been, I've just been working on for a really long time. Um, Everybody, everybody chases what I call like the almighty dollar, right? Everybody is like, I need sales, 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 sales. the The problem is, is that you can have 000, 000 a million dollar month, but if you can't have that million dollar month without salespeople, you're in trouble, right? Mm-hmm. So the idea is that you want to be able to have a baseline, no matter what it is, whether it's a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand a month, come in to you no matter what business you are at or what business you start, because you have built a brand around you that's strong enough. So most people try to say like, okay, my my business brings in 10,000 a month, right? And that's fine. If you leave that business as the business owner and sell it and start a new business, do people follow you? And if the answer is no, then your brand sucks. Yeah, that's that's
0: the easiest way that I can explain that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. when you pause, I was like, Did I did I did I lose it? No, No, I was like, oh, <laughs> no. no <okay."> <laughs> so there's thank thank you for that because I when I read that I was like, Ooh, all right. And then there's another one that you said, you said the brand is not for you. It is for your business, your customers, and your employees. They need to see you win. Can you yeah. break that down for
1: our audience? Yeah, I, I think that once once you get to a certain point in your career, um, people want to know that they made the right decision by choosing you. And and um, mm-hmm. I think that most people need to see that, yes, it applies to business, but we're really getting to an age and a time where personal brand is more important than business. And, like, if if i tell people yes antonio is the best person ever right and then i see him doing you know an a in-person tv interview on like the local news channel right i'm like that's right that's that's the guy i just told you about right so Mm -hmm. antonio's thinking oh i gotta i gotta go on the news because then people will know me right and I think that most right. people, that's, that's the way I'm thinking about it too, right? Like, oh, I got to get published here and I got to do this. And people got to know me so that that way, like, they, they know me. It's about exposure and money, right? Not even realizing that the core of it all is every single person that has invested even a minute into the stuff that you're saying, that has told their friends that you're the greatest person ever, that has, like, thrown their, their own reputation on the line, right? Because if you, if you buy, um, let's say, Colgate Toothpaste. And you find out that Colgate toothpaste actually uses like, you know, dog intestine or something like that. You're like, Oh, I can't believe I recommended them. Right. But if you find out now that not only are they really, really good company, but they're actually donating like 50% of all proceeds to like kids with like terminal cancer, you're like, Oh wow. Like, yeah, let me tell even more people about this. right? Right. Because you're, you're putting your reputation on the line and that's, that's all that that brand is, is like, the more that you invest into your brand, the more that you invest into yourself. Whether it's personal development, you know, you you buy yourself a nice car, right? Uh, most people think that buying yourself a nice car when you're doing well is vanity. It, it's actually the opposite. People are going, "Oh, look, I follow this guy, Ruben, and he just bought himself a nice car, and he says he's doing all these great things." There's the proof, right? There, there's the proof. He actually is living the life that I want to live. Let me tell more people about it because if if I bought something that I couldn't afford, like let's say a Lamborghini right now, which I'd, I'd be paying it, but I'd have a hard time making ends meet, right? And then people know that that's fake. When I buy a car that I can afford, people go, that's the life that I want to live. I want to incrementally get better. Mm-hmm. and by seeing him get better and do better and be published and i see his company going over here and i see them printing out hats and giving them to people right one of the things that mo- like most companies see as like a waste of money they go oh well, i don't want to i don't want to buy uh what do they call it promotional branding material that's giveaway right because we've been told that it doesn't do anything not realizing that people tell other people about recommendations. 80% of the time it's in person and not over the internet. So while everybody's doing internet ads and not promotional material, everybody's wearing a shirt of someone else and saying, oh, where'd you get that shirt? Oh, well, it's Quicksilver. It's Billabong. You should go over and buy it over there, right? Instead, if they had a shirt from you that was really nice, they go, oh, well, it's actually, you know, in for the kill. Why don't you go check out his podcast? Um, It's all about just making the customer right. All it is. They're they're always right. You know, they say the customer's always right. It's true. Your customers are always right, your employees are always right, and if you're making them right about you, then you're doing that service for them.
0: Yeah. Thank you very much. I, one of the greatest things I've learned I've learned about branding is, is like you said when you um made the statement that A business cannot replicate the sales it did last month without uh, without salespeople is doomed because your brand your brand is what does that your brand is what gives you that that solidifies you like you were saying so I thank you for (laughs) adding that value to our audience I don't think we understand just how important brand is Mm -hmm. we when we look at companies like Nike and Apple are like, oh, they're awesome, they're amazing, but we don't pay attention to how they talk to us. We don't pay attention to the actual bread itself. So thank you very much for breaking that down to our audience. And
1: No, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean eat. I was just gonna say I was gonna say just about Coke, you know, like if you if you think about Coke, right? If if we're talking about like the the legacy and replicating sales year over year and stuff, mm-hmm. um Coke can hire salespeople to bring in more sales, right? But they Mm -hmm. pretty much have a steady baseline of, like, if there was no salespeople ever again, people would still buy it because there's just that demand. Based on everything that they've done, based on the the colors that they've chosen and the placements that they have and the way that it tastes and what people have said about it and the people they've partnered with, like, all of that comes into Mm -hmm. effect you know, paying, uh, I can't remember how much it was, they paid Colin Kaepernick to, to be a sponsor. Oh, no, I'm sorry, I'm thinking about Nike. But Nike did the same thing. You know, they pay sponsors, uh, I think it was like 150000 or something like that. And they get no immediate return on investment. That's, that's literally the highest form of gambling, right? there, paying somebody for an endorsement that you don't know is going to do anything for you. But it gets people talking, and it makes them write about you.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, I, that is that that right there is
0: something that I haven't haven't really I haven't thought about that one. So you brought something to my awareness as well. So thank you very much on that.
1: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: <Yes>, <laughs> so my my question for you is: What is for our audience? For the the dom- dominant population of our audience are entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, um, parallelpreneurs. What is the biggest mistake that you have seen businesses make when it comes to their marketing and why they fail when they're doing that?
1: Uh, There's a lot of mistakes, but I would say that if you want to be taken serious, a lot of people don't do the things that get them taken serious. Uh, For one of them, like a website, right? Like a website is just one of those things that's expected. A lot of people go, oh, I don't need a website because a lot of my referrals come word to mouth, right? So when we're talking about, like, things that that are for your customers and, like, let's say your customers refer somebody over to you and they go, oh, like, the the one person that's going to, you know, nine out of ten people are going to go, absolutely, I'll go with you, right? The Mm -hmm. one person that is going to say, let me see their website. And when you don't have one, right, as a business owner, and then they go, "Uh, you know what, never mind. And you embarrass the person that's sending you leads, right? That's where it's Mm -hmm. hurtful to you. So when you when you refuse to do the things that make you look professional, and and this is going to be like for businesses that that require that, right? But when you require mm-hmm. you to do the things that your customers expect of you is a better way of putting it. That's where you're going to have the issues because if they expect you to give out hats because everybody does it in the industry, and you go, I don't need to give out hats, right? That makes you look bad. When you say I don't need a website, right? And let's say you're mm-hmm. you a nail salon, and you're and then the 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 person next door, the nail salon, because they're everywhere, right? The one right next door mm-hmm. to you has a great <laughs> salon, ton of reviews, they're on Google, they have all this stuff, and you don't, you're making yourself look bad. So that's the number one mistake. It's like do the things that are required of you, and like ultimately, I'm not saying like go out and spend a ton of money right now, right? But as it right. becomes available, don't pocket it, invest it.
0: Oh. Can you please repeat that
1: one for our audience? (laughs) Yeah. So you you don't pocket your profits. You invest your profits, right? And and it's about just not being greedy. Like if you have an an extra $1,000 in profit, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Unless you need it for bills or whatever. But if you have it as profit and that's left over, most people go, okay, well, I'm going to keep that $1,000 and now I can go on vacation, right? Take a $500 Mm -hmm. vacation. Go local. You know what I mean? Go to the spa or something. The other 500, put it right back into your business. Put it back into the hats. You know, you can buy 24 hats. That's not a lot of hats, you know, but they're really, really high quality hats. And you give those to your people that come in regularly, the people who are supporting you, and you know what they're going to do is those 24 people are going to tell at least one or two other people that you had never had the opportunity to reach before.
0: All right. The reciprocity <laughs>
1: yeah
0: yeah <laughs> well speaking of websites um i mean i do research for far people and i was on your website <laughs> and i'm like i'm like this website is awesome <laughs> <laughs> and i'm and you have your podcast on here but then you've also had the opportunity to work with a lot of amazing people Mm-hmm. So, what have you noticed when it comes to what's the what's the difference that you have seen between those who have started and done well as far as small businesses versus the marketing done by those who have multimillion dollar businesses, and how can a a a small business match the same volume? as larger businesses when it comes to their marketing, but not have to pay that budget because they don't have it just yet.
1: Yeah. I mean, it comes down to creativity. That That's really all it comes mm-hmm. down to. Um, how far can you expand with how little you have, right? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, for, for me, when we first started, what was the thing that I did? Let me think. Um, when I first started the podcast, it, it, it's kind of like what everybody tells you. First, you start with your friends, right? So I started with my friends. Mm-hmm. From there, I went to, like, people that I knew that had an audience. So they might not be the biggest people, mm-hmm. right, which everybody wants to go ahead and do, go after the biggest people, you know, Grant Cardone, and let me go after a, a big movie star, right? But the thing is that right. if, I, if I get somebody big to come on my podcast or something like that, or if I get somebody big to do a commercial with me or something, and I have two people who are in my audience, like, what good does that do me? you know like that that's the the big lie i think that so many people hear nowadays is they think that they have to start a business and like right off the bat you know oh i need uh, 500 or two thousand people uh and and i need to make sure that i'm sending this out to like all these people and it's like well if you talk to 10 people straight to their face and told them you know come in and I'll like, let's, let's do your feet or something like that, you know, if you're like, uh, you know, a nail salon or something, or let's go ahead and, and I'll do your marketing, you know, and let's see where it goes. You talk to 10 people, they're all going to give you a shot. Like, there's no reason for somebody not to give you a shot if you're very sincere about it. And that's actually how I got a lot of the people to come into the podcast is I just said, here's my, Hey, I, I admire you. Here's my podcast. Um, here's what it's about. I think you fit this perfectly. Do you have any interest in doing this with me? And I kid you not, the people, there there wasn't, there were certain people that wouldn't answer because obviously like Instagram, there's, if you have a million people following, you're not going to see it or even answer it, you know? But the people who did see it, it was like 100% success rate of everybody who said yes. Wow. Well, because I, there's, you,
0: there's, I
1: hope you
0: took notes
1: on that. <laughs> I mean, there's just no reason not to, right? Like if if you just, kind of have this community vibe of like you you belong in this do you agree with me do you not like why would they say no they don't have problem doing doing an episode or partnering with you on those things but um when it comes to like starting a business and not having like all those marketing dollars and things like that you just have to get creative with it don't don't be um uh what's the opposite of humble don't be arrogant right With like oh this is my (laughs) podcast and I have And I have ten thousand listeners, and it's like you—you're five months in, and nobody believes that, you know. (laughs) Yeah, it's that's that's one of the biggest problems in marketing. Um, and Mm -hmm. and it's a little to get a little bit off topic, but one of the biggest problems in marketing is that people are able to create these fake shadows and personas. And um, Mm -hmm. one of the hardest things that I face is that people will tell me. Um, there's some people that have been like, well, how many listeners do you have? And I'm like, I got this many. And they're like, really? That's it? And I'm like, yeah, I can lie to you. You know, like, I'm sure you, you've you seen a lot of other people do. And then you're going to tell me no, because I told you a number that wasn't believable. I'm like, so this is what I have. And, but the thing is that I have consistent people and I have loyal people. And that's the reason that I actually think that it's a benefit for you, right? So that mm-hmm. that's like the real truth of like, branding and marketing and stuff is it doesn't matter what you look like it doesn't matter any of that stuff if it's not true so it's it's always about that consistent growth as i mentioned like are you consistently getting better and if you are the people around you the people that are your customers notice and they respect that and that's the person that they keep coming back to to do business with because you're consistently doing better you're not just like oh i woke up today and i'm a millionaire and yesterday I had nothing, and nobody believes that. Nobody wants to do business with you because they know you're lying. Wow,
0: thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. One of one of the things that I have even learned is when they, like you said, some people lie about the numbers. Well, if you're lying about your numbers, it numbers are numbers. It's going to come out. So if you're lying about your numbers, it's time to, so to, to start monetizing your podcast and monetizing anything that you do and you can't oh, you can't, that you, you don't have documentation of those numbers, it's going to hurt you, whereas if you're just honest so honest with someone, one of the things that Ennio told me ago oh, well, he was like, I'd rather, I'd rather talk to the 200 people on this podcast than pass them up and they'll talk to these 200,000 people over here. And I looked at it and I was like, it the sounded kind of weird at the time when we were told, maybe these
1: like, these are 200 loyal followers, uh, these are 200 real people versus these 200,000 over here who may not even be real. Yeah. And when I yeah, and when, yeah, no, go ahead, please. No, I, I was going to say because I've I've had that happen to where um, people say that you know they want it, it, there's two sides of this, right? Like the first thing is that he's right, um, you want the people that are actually loyal, you can get in on like these giveaways on, on social media, where you can have like 35,000 people follow you because it's like, oh, it's a celebrity giveaway and uh, Kylie Jenner's doing it in order to be part of it, like you have to follow these 10 accounts. So like, you'll get 35,000 people, right, that that follow you mm-hmm. in, in one night, but you pay like an exorbitant amount, I think it's like $10,000 or something that that people charge to get on these. You get those 35,000 people, that don't know anything about you, right? They don't know anything about your message, what you're talking about. The next day after the giveaway's over, half of them leave. Within a week, ninety percent of them leave. So you have like maybe three thousand at the end of it, but nobody's engaging. They just they're too lazy to leave. They don't know nothing about you. So it doesn't matter how big your audience is, because at the end of the day, if they don't believe in what you're saying, if you didn't grow it, it's it's nothing. So that's that's the first. Thing. Come. The second thing is a lot of people want to be able to grow, like, especially if you have a small business right now, you're listening, people want more than anything for their brand to blow up. And they wanted to like, oh, you know, for zero to a hundred. I got nothing right now. I got $0 in my bank account. It'd be so nice to have a $100,000 worth of customers and to be able to have that because that would help my situation out, right? Not knowing you can't even handle that. <laughs> and that blessing will become your devil. Oh.
0: I'm so happy you said that. Antonio asked just this morning. He asked, "Do you know how many customers you want? Because if you get the, and then once you find out the amount of customers you want, when you get those customers, will you be able to handle
1: them?" Yep.
0: So I think I well, I think one of the things is we we go into business wanting this. Super. Amount of customers, but we never think about the fact that can we handle it, and so our branding ends up not matching not our business culture, which ends up just busting down your brand. In, in general, can and, and, and you let our audience know how hard is it to come back from a let's see how I can say this, uh, a brand fallout? I'm just gonna phrase it that way like how how easy or hard is it to come back from improper brain let me phrase
1: it that way um I think the most difficult thing that you could come back from is a scandal right like like if, if people found out that that like let's say me right let's say that I haven't made a single dollar this year and I'm saying oh man I've made over this much money, right? Um I think that's difficult cuz nobody would trust you anymore and then you'd have to go after a new a new audience, right? So the bigger your audience, the harder it's going to be for you to come back from it. If I have 10 people listening and they find out about that, then I just got to go find more people, you know. Um the the thing that's the most difficult though is when you build when you spend, let's say a year or two building up your your audience, the people that believe in you and you let them go they are no longer going to follow you to the next place, um, which means that you have to start from scratch. And that's that's where it gets really difficult. And you have to be really truthful and ethical in order to be able to... That That's where we talk about, like, having your brand that follows you everywhere. You have to be truthful and ethical in order to be able to take that with you wherever you are. Um, and if you're not, you know, we've been we've been talking about how like people fake their numbers and stuff like that. When you're not doing that, you can have financial gain in the short term. And if that's your your goal, then you know all for it. But um, then you're just going to go back to the same thing. If you make a hundred thousand this year, you know, screwing people over, and then next year you make zero because you get found out, and then it takes you a whole year to build it back up in order to make another hundred thousand the third year you're basically looking at 70, you know what is it? 200 divided by 3, you're looking at like 66,000 a year or something like that. Um whereas if you were being ethical, you might have made 60 the first year and then 120 the second year and maybe like 180 the third year. You know what I mean? So it's just there's no point in in doing it the wrong way where if you compound it year over year, you're going to be a millionaire in in no time being because at, at the end of every brand at the end of every business you're, you're looking at the person right like do you want to follow the person do you like the person and is the person consistently growing and doing big things and um you look at the big brands out there like coca-cola they started kind of like as sugar water you know and now it's pretty much the the number one soda that you think of like right like, what's this the soda and you're like oh well coke um and that's just because they consistently over time just decided to keep putting back everything into their brand and to people knowing them and you know their their campaigns the last one where they put their name on the freaking bottle you know um absolutely (laughs) genius absolutely genius we're talking about like yeah do do stuff for your customers that is the one thing you can i mean you you associated somebody with your company which is what everybody wants when they really love a company they want to be associated with it um being a small business owner, you make T-shirts like really, really nice Nike polos with your 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 company name and then their name on something else. It just says like great customer. Like they they die all over that. But I think that most people just think that everything has to be so big, you know, with business and stuff. And it doesn't have to be big. It just has to be personal.
0: Thank you so much for saying that. First off, Coca Cola had people collecting bottles. <laughs> <Literally>. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> kid they're that that time kind of, I can't even begin to I had one friend who they're like, Yeah, I found three bottles with one name on it. I'm like, Oh that's cool I no, bought I went to oh, their house and they literally had all three bottles. I'm like, but <laughs> they all they're like, yeah they have my bottle on it And then you had some people like me, Well fine. I'm not gonna ever find my name anywhere so thank you Coca Cola. But didn't yeah, exactly. buy it because it's so new <laughs> And then the, the, the last thing you said and you we're like, you know, just make it personal. I think we we don't pay attention to what actually goes on with branding. But as we start our businesses now, we realize people don't want the old, the old generalized commercial commercialness of companies now. You know, no. they're looking for. They want that personalization. You know, one of my greatest examples that I use when I'm talking to people is Wendy's. Wendy's Instagram. No, 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 no. Wendy's Twitter is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And and the crazy thing it does is it it really humanizes Wendy's as a brand. And because they make comments about things that we as consumers would make about the everyday everyday you know everyday comments <laughs> so and i i love the the ice cream wars between Wendy's and McDonald's it's wonderful
1: yeah um,
0: <laughs> but that personalization um your customers want you know they they don't need it big they just need it personalized that thank you for for adding that value to our audience because i think we miss out on that we, we get so bogged up in like you were saying earlier and then, even on your website, you were saying, you know, your brand is not for you. Mm-hmm. Your brand is for your audience. Your brand is for your employees, and you know, your brand, your brand, but it's not for you. And I think we we miss that when we first start companies. It's like our baby, our, It's mm-hmm. ours, 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 ours. But then we don't pay attention to the point that there's a time
1: where it grows beyond us, and we have to see that in order for it to to continue to grow. Yeah, there, there's definitely an ego. Um, when it comes to brand, even like, um, and and I'll just put this kind of, this example, um, in, in Instagram, um, a lot of people want to have a really good Instagram, right? And one of the big things that a lot of social media, um, companies look for is, is your, um, is your media, the stuff that you're posting, is it engageable, right? So like, are people going to comment on it? Are they going to share it to their stories and stuff? And, um, when we were making our, our, um, we we do like quotes every three days or whatever. Um, I realized that we were, we were doing some pictures of me with quotes and all this other stuff. And then I realized, I was like, why would somebody post a picture of me on their feed? That's stupid, right? Like, like, especially for guys, like I'm a guy, (laughs) why would another guy post me on his feed? No matter how good the quote is. Right. Um, i told this to somebody else who said like you know why am i not getting that much engagement i'm like oh dude just kill your picture make it an all-black background or make it something that you like whether it's nature whether it's uh you know the ocean uh an animal whatever it is just don't make it about you make it about something that people can relate with that you like right so it's still kind of about you Mm -hmm. and you'll see and they're like no i don't want to do that because if i do that then the profile is not going to be about me and i'm like there's your problem that's why you're not going to blow up
0: because again, your brand is not about you. <laughs> one of the no, greatest I'm... people that I—I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: No, no, you go ahead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was just gonna say one of the greatest people that I've seen do what you just said is Neil Donald Walsh. Mm-hmm.
1: You right, do never
0: seen him on. Well, Neil Donald Walsh—he uh, wrote Conversations with God, books one, three, Mm-kay. four, and the, that like that whole type of series. But what he does is he will put up a picture and just write about. Like he'll say, you know, happiness is about this or that or this or that. But he, you never see him post a picture about him. The picture is mm-hmm. never him. It's either of a beautiful scenery that's, like, calming and soothing, people smiling, people showing. But he, I've never seen him post a picture of him. And those pictures that he – those posts that he makes, they have so many shares so many follows and he's never on any of them Mm -hmm. and you just explained to me why (laughs)
1: yeah 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 uh coke or not coke see i I get them confused so much because both of them are just so good at what they do um nike right Mm -hmm. um gopro 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 only shows their product at the end of the commercial
0: you are right
1: and and that's like a 25 to 30 second commercial that probably cost them a ton of money to make right so they only show their okay. products at the last few seconds of the commercial the rest of the time they're showing people doing stuff with their product yes. I mean, so you're I'm a you're a snowboarder you're a surfer you're a skateboarder you're somebody who likes to go out in my mind i'm like yeah yeah i i i am all those things sure you know apple does the same thing oh yeah you know you you get this new iphone and you're going to go hiking with your friends and i'm like i am going to go hiking with my friends and my my dumb brain doesn't realize i don't even hang out with people you know what i mean but I'm, <laughs> I'm buying this this message you know because they're doing it for me right like that's the thing is they're making me want to have friends they're making me want to go hiking and i appreciate that
0: yes yeah. i Apple did that to me. The last the last newest phone that they had, they didn't they didn't even show the phone. They just showed a video of kids outside playing like they were in battle. They were and they were battling over the teddy bear. They were throwing and it was real and I'm looking at this, I'm thinking it's like a scene in a real movie, only to find out it was a commercial from Apple. (laughs) And and all they were doing was showing just how wonderful the new camera was. And yeah. I promise you I I about pulled up my phone through it. I was ready not my phone, my laptop, <laughs> I was ready to order a phone, right? There. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 it, it you're sitting here and you're watching it is captivating. It's like it's it's an H D and it you see the intensity in the kids and they're sitting here. I mean it. You, it takes you through all the emotions, only to find out they're only selling the new phone, and they're just showing you one of the features of the new phone. Mhm. I had never paid attention to that until you just brought it up.
1: Yeah, it's it's <laughs> um, you're you're never selling a product. You're always selling a feeling. You're always selling an emotion right. of what people feel about you, right? And and the more you can tie it into their life you'll do um i mean uh, like a lot of people want to just try to to connect right and they're just like oh man if i can if i can get my local community to believe in me right and to come to my place and it's like oh well they have chapter meetings every month Do you go to any of them nope you know do you do you go and uh go to other restaurants and try to like put all the restaurants together at you as a restaurant tour and see if maybe you guys can all like collaborate on some nope like well you're not really doing much you're pretty much just telling everybody me 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 you know Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's it's through creativity you know it's kind of like what we said like how can you Mm. do the most with the with the least amount of and in this case really it's um resources just is cash right like cash is the resource that you're probably gonna have the least amount of when you start a business uh it's gonna be creativity it's all gonna be creativity So
0: my my last question to follow what you just said to those who are out there say, well, I'm not creative. I didn't mean to say it like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) They're not. Anybody listening to this, they're gonna be like, I'm not saying it like that anymore.
0: I'm a firm
1: believer in everybody is creative.
0: Just somewhere along the line, they created something that somebody negative had a lot of negative input about it. And so they shut yeah. down the creativity side of themselves. I'm a, but I'm a firm believer in everybody is creative. They just create in their own type of way. But for those people who are like, I'm I'm not creative. I don't know how to be creative with my
1: content. What can you tell them? Uh, The best advice I ever got on creativity, um, and it actually comes from from Uncle GC, you know, he said, um, if you're not creative, it's because you lack commitment. The more committed you are, the more creative you will be. And um, it's true. A lot of the times where I wasn't creative, I would just say, I'm not feeling it today and walk away. And now, whenever I don't feel creative, I actually sit down. um, And I actually, I have a routine now. I figured out what works for me, right? But what I originally did is I sat down and I forced myself, even if it was bad, even if it was truly bad, let's say I was writing a piece of content to write it and then I would look it over and then I would rewrite, rewrite, rewrite. And if I couldn't get it done that day, at least I had something done where the next day I would just, you know, quickly edit it, five minutes go by and I had the whole thing done, right? But if you if you're not like forcing yourself to to sit down and say, I'm gonna do this, even if it's crappy, right? Like I'm just gonna get it done, whatever comes out of it, then that's the first problem right there. Um, my new routine looks like me sitting down, putting on some classical music, putting my phone to the side, and then start to write or whatever I'm doing, right? And that actually, I realized that classical music helps me a lot. So that's my creative routine, right? When I'm looking for an idea, I go and I read a book. So let's say that I'm like, I have no idea what to do for marketing for this new new customer, right? I, I buy a marketing mm-hmm. book and I listen on Audible for about like 30 minutes and then I get a new idea new ideas running through my mind gives me a creative new process a new outlook right so i'm just looking for the one the one spark that someone's going to say oh you know marketing is about building blocks and when you put those blocks from 3 to 2 to 1 now you have a new system i'm like oh dude i get that now let me go and write about it you know what i mean um we usually okay. get triggered by something but if you're if you're like ah i can't i don't know how to be creative and you're not reading a book on creativity and instead you're like you know what i'm going to read People Today or, you know what I mean, USA Today, People, whatever, a magazine, you're probably not going to get a creative idea because you're going to the wrong outlet.
0: We thank you so much, Ruben. That was awesome. Because <laughs> <laughs> we we don't think that way. We just say, oh, I'm not creative. And like you said, we don't even do anything about it. We just leave that, that and go do something completely different. So thank you for for giving our audience a routine that you found that works for you because that could possibly work for someone else. So I hope everyone has been taking amazing notes because Ruben has been dropping some wonderful medicine this entire time. So Ruben, before we close out today, um, can you please let our audience know how they can find you?
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty proud of this one because my name is the probably the most generic name in well, except if my name was Jose or Juan, you know, but um, I have a pretty generic name and I got the website RubenAlvarez.com. So if they want to find me, they can just go to Ruben, R-U-B-E-N, Alvarez.com and they can find me on there. And then my um, my social media is uh, at IamRubenAlvarez.
0: Sweet. And ladies and gentlemen, we will definitely put that in the show notes as well. So you can go follow Ruben, learn from him. See what he's doing and follow everything that he's doing, so that way you can grow your brain as well. So, Ruben, I would, and for, and for us closing out today, do you have any final kind of words that you would like to leave our audience with?
1: I, I mean, we covered quite a bit. Like, I think this is the most yeah. intensive I've ever gotten. But um, I would say <laughs> that if, if anyone's starting off, I mean, just don't don't be afraid to fail, like calculate the risk, but everything is going to be failure, no matter which way you look at it. Like you're going to fail at mm-hmm. something small. If you're cooking, you're going to fail at putting too much salt the first time. So with your brand, with your company, with the people that you have, just know that whenever you're failing or if you're trying something new, if it's for them and not for you, then really it's not a failure. Um, don't be afraid to invest. Don't be afraid to grow your brand and grow your business. Awesome. Thank you so much for
0: joining Joining
3: us today on the second clock podcast, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us and, and the words of our I'm not sure if you already know this, but you're already absolutely perfect, you're already absolutely great, and you're already living in massive abundance. The most important things that you have is not what you have, it's not what you do, it's what you know How do we take everything that everyone before you has done and how do we take all of that and then put it in your head so you can leave a legacy for your family? My name is Antonio T. Smith, Jr. 32 years ago, I lived in a trash can. That's right. From six to 14, I had no running water, no electricity, no anything. And somehow I'm in the top 1% today It's been absolutely hard to help people leave the middle class, not because of the people, because the system would rather keep you being someone else's money, instead of you having your own economy and having the money come find and flow to you. It was frustrating because I knew that anybody can make money. And if you knew what I knew, you would change your life. Over the last few years, I built a large following of over half a million people to be honest with you and you can kind of relate to this it almost takes four hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year just to be broke in America and that's just in America if you don't leave the middle class which is actually an illusion then you are going to have a really hard time. Think about it for a second. Some of, most of you are going to be watching this are going to be baby boomers and you've been sold a bad check. They lied to you. Your retirement was not enough for you to live comfortable. And I'm going to give you this book for free so you can figure out how to triple your retirement and then quadruple your retirement. And then as Grant Cardone would say, 10 extra retirement so you can live the life that's worthy of you. I want you to remember that leaving the middle class is the most important battle that you could ever face in your entire life, especially for your family. So consider this video, this book, your friendly tap on the shoulder. I want to send you a free copy of this book because I believe that abundance is your birthright. I believe that abundance is freedom. And I believe that this book is right for you. In fact, Go ahead, dominate your reality. I can't wait to send you my book. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to have you as someone that's been on the journey with me. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate.